in the trenches of life. You are faced with pressure every day. Family, work, community, all demanding a piece of life. Fatherhood is war, but you continually battle for your soul and the souls in your family. It can feel isolating and exhausting, but there is good news. You have a heavenly father. Because of Jesus, you can be strong, courageous. You can be an intentional father, living with purpose. This is what you are meant for. You will make an impact. You are not alone. Welcome to Dad in the Trenches, a resource for biblical truth, challenge, and encouragement for Christian dads in the trenches of life. All right, thanks for joining Dad in the Trenches today. My guest here is Lance from Legacy Dads. Lance. Hey, Aaron, how you doing? Hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks so much for joining us. This is a huge honor. I, I really appreciate the time. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, you know, I, I, you brought it up, but I think that any time we have like-minded men who are, you know, just trying to advance God's kingdom to be better husbands and fathers, it's a positive thing. And when we can team up like this, it's it's really uh, it's it's a, good, it's a great thing. So yeah, absolutely. And you know, I. I got to have a GM session with Dante earlier this year, and you know I told him, and will tell you as well. Like Legacy Dads was one of the first podcasts I came across where I was just like, "Man, this is the real deal." You know, I was searching for other encouraging, you know, um, Christian dads out there uh, in the podcast world, and and found you guys, and just really connected. And it's it's such an honor to now get to have the conversations and. Like you said, be on the same team. So very cool. Thanks for thanks so much for this. Yeah, I appreciate. I, I, I give I give God the glory. It's not me and Dante. So <laughs> yeah, no, I totally totally understand, and I'm right there with you. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, you know, just obviously, Dad, the trenches. One is a metaphor um, for um, those of us just in the thick of life. But you are legitimately and have been a dad in the trenches. You've served in the military. Uh, how many tours of duty have you done? Um, so I've, let's see, I've been in, uh, over 20 years now. I, I got out for a short period, um, in the early two thousands, but I've been in 20 years and then I've been to combat five times and then, um, just other non-combat, but mm-hmm. all over around the world, uh, too many to count now. Yeah, so absolutely. Well, just want to honor you and thank you for your service and the sacrifice for, all of us that get to enjoy this freedom. So thank you very much. I appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so for those that may not be familiar with Legacy Dads, um, you know, give us a, a little bit about yourself, you know, where you come from, your background, um, spiritual background, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, my name, well, my name's Lance, obviously. And uh, I grew up on the, on the plains actually in the state of North Dakota. Okay. Um, and I grew up in a uh, like spiritual background. I was a part of a Missouri Synod Lutheran church, uh, so kind of a con, you know conservative Protestant church growing up. And then uh, also had the privilege of going to a private Catholic school. So uh, that's not, nothing like being a little bit confused when you're younger with uh, <laughs> theology. But but no, is uh, so I, I, that's where I grew up, and I spent most of my life there. Um, and then uh, when I graduated high school, went off to college, and then. Uh, have lived all over the world now for the last 25 years. So. Wow. And, um, you know, your season of life, you have kids that are kind of on the older spectrum. You're, you've been in launch prep and have also launched, uh, I think, is it your son that's out of the house now? 
I've got, yeah, so I've got both out of the house now. Okay. My son is, uh, yeah, he's going to be 21 here in January. Wow. And then, um, and, and he did some college and now he's, uh, trying to follow in my footsteps and, and, and go on active duty military, which okay. I was, I was against at first, but you know, I got to, uh, he's a man now. I got to trust, you know, that trust, trust God and trust him that he knows what he's doing. So, um, so he's looking at, uh, he's, he's right now, uh, looking at going on active duty. And then I've got a daughter who will be starting her sophomore year of college, uh, coming up here in a couple of weeks. Wow. And you've been married, uh, how many years now? Uh, uh, we've been married. It'll be 22 years actually next week. So, wow. Congratulations. That is awesome. So yeah, great. I give my wife. It's, it was my wife, not me. Believe me. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. So you mentioned, you know, growing up. Um, talk a little bit more, you know, around uh, maybe father's influence in your life, as well as you know, um, you have a, a very unique story as well. Just you know, faith in in Christ and and that would uh, talk some more around that too. Yeah. So I I actually my father. Um, uh, tragically died, um, of a heart attack, like a month before I was born. And yeah, so I, I grew up in my, my mother tried, she tried, uh, you know, relationships and looked at remarrying at one time, but it just, it wasn't in God's plan for her. So, um, I was a, you know, only child of a single parent mother. And, you know, I think that, uh, it probably, it was, it was probably God preparing me and it also probably led to what, you know, why legacy dads came about. But, for the most part, I really didn't have, um, you know, a father figure in my life. I, yeah. I had coaches and, and pastors and, you know, friends, dads who, you know, would step in from time to time and fill that role, but, um, really had nobody that was in the house 24 seven that mm. kind of modeled what a, what a, you know, a husband or a father looked like for right. me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was, um, I, you know, I think it's anybody that grows up, you can look at all the statistics. If you grow up without a father, there's, um, you know, some baggage that comes with that. And I definitely think, uh, I was one of those statistics. I mean, my, my mother did the best, you know, she could, and she was a, uh, a great mother, but there's just certain things, you know, uh, certain things that I think a father gives to his son that if, if the father's not in the picture, you just, they don't, they don't get that. Yeah. Um, so I grew up, um, and, and on a spiritual side, I grew up in the church. Um, I was, I was very active. I, I went through, you know, like a confirmation process and I actually went through the, uh, the Catholic version the CCD version of their confirmation while I was going to Catholic school. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the way I describe it now is I, I really, I had a lot of head knowledge. Like I was really good at memorizing scripture and understanding, um, you know, I'd say simplistic topics back then when I was younger, um, but I don't think it never really got into my heart. Um, I don't remember any time as a child, you know, um, what I would call, you know, being, being born again or accepting Christ. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like, you know, I was a, I was a participant, yeah. but I was more of a, a cultural Christian. This is what we do. And, you know, I'm, I'm going through the motions type of thing. Right. Um, and that, yeah. And that led to in my, you know, I, I left, uh, left my hometown, went off to college, went to a big city and started getting exposed to, you know, a lot of different, just, uh, you know, secular, um, ethics and philosophy and, mm-hmm. uh, different worldviews and stuff like that. And I, I came into this kind of as a conflict of, you know, how do I, how do I, uh, what do I do with this? And then my, my, the faith I grew up in mm-hmm. and, um, 
and I, I sadly, you know, I went and I tried to get answers and a lot of what I got was, you know, you, you shouldn't ask those questions or, hmm. um, you know, don't, don't worry about that. Those are, you know, Christians don't ask those types of questions. And, and it, I think it frustrated me and, you know, being a young man without a father and having a rebellious streak and some angst, um, at one point, I think I just got so frustrated that I, I, I literally walked away from, um, I wouldn't say faith because I don't really think I was a Christian at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but I basically said, you know, I, I want nothing to do with, with organized religion. And there was a period in my early twenties where I actually, I called myself, you know, kind of an atheist or a militant atheist. And, um, I would literally go around and, and, you know, debate Christians and debate, um, the Bible and, and, you know, do all that type of stuff. Yeah. And it was, it was sad because, because growing up in the church, I did have a lot of biblical knowledge, uh, head knowledge at least. And then I would, I would use that as a, as a means to debate Christians and, right. um, you know, talk them into, talk them into corner, you know, much like Saul, I think that would, that kind of, that's kind of my journey. And, yeah. um, yeah, so, so that was a, that was kind of a dark period of my life. And, um, my testimony kind of talks about, I mean, I was married at the time I'd just become a father and, um, it, it really set me in a downward spiral, mm. not only in my marriage, but in, uh, just life in general and in my job and everything, just a, a very different, uh, it, it became all about myself and mm. not about, you know, God or my family at that point. Um, so it was a, it was a, it was a tough time in my life. Yeah. What would you say is, you know, I mean, obviously there's the, the aspect of just, you'd said, you know, selfishness. And I mean, maybe we could define that even as pride, but you know, how, how did that work through those areas of life that was the downward, downward spiral? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of my, my worldview during that time. It was, um, you know, not, not necessarily, you know, I wasn't immoral. I wasn't this, uh, horrible person, but I just looked at, you know, things that we would, uh, you, know, you know, biblical principles, they just weren't a part of my life. And I said, well, um, that opens a lot up to interpretation of, you know, if I can, if I can, you know, I, I was working in the business world at the time and it was like, if I can take advantage of somebody because they're um, not smart enough to understand, then, you know, there's nothing really wrong with that. That's mm-hmm. me being a uh, you know, that's natural selection. That's me being a, a smarter person than they are. And right. it's, it's, it's their fault for, for not seeing that, that side of it. Um, so, and I, and I would even say that, I mean, I, to give the, you know, atheist credits, there are, there are some very, you know, moralistic and, and, uh, you know, atheists that, that are really, you know, moral and ethical people. So I'm mm-hmm. not saying that that's all of them, but, yeah. but that's kind of, you know, I think being, being early, early twenties and impressionable. That was where I was at in my specific journey with that. So, yeah, absolutely. And so what, what was kind of the turning point? Was there a moment in time? Was there just kind of a, a series of events? You know, how did that, uh, how did that change in, in coming into, you know, faith in Christ? Yeah. So, I mean, God, God hit me upside the head with a two by four, which, uh, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's probably what I needed, but, um, you know, during the, during this, this time where I was an atheist, it, it obviously, my wife was a Christian. This caused a lot of conflict in our marriage. Mm. Um, and, uh, so there was a downward spiral in just our relationship, a lot of arguments and, mm. you know, di- differences in how we raised our kids. We had both of our kids were born at this time. And, you know, I was, I was saying that I, I don't want my kids raised in religion or in the church or in Christianity. Yeah. Um, and that obviously, you know, that's going to create conflict. And so, 
Um, this led to, you know, I would say verbal and emotional abuse and me just, you know, constant uh, arguments and fighting hmm. and eventually led to uh, my wife just basically saying, like, I've had it, uh, you know, I'm done with this. And um, I actually, there was, a, I, got, I, got, I got accused of infidelity by uh, somebody that was actually trying to have an affair with my wife. Oh, wow. Um, so, uh, yeah, so all, all this happened and long story short, my, my wife ended up taking the kids and saying, um, Hey, I'm, I'm out of here. I need a break from this. I'm not sure whether I, I want to be with you anymore. Yeah. And, uh, during this, so, I mean, in this, this same, this same two week period of where my wife left, uh, the engine in my car blew up and, uh, I basically lost my job, uh, all at the same time. Wow. And so I talk about, you know, that's for me, it was like that was hitting rock bottom. Yeah. Um, that was a wake up call. And, you know, I, this was going from a, a, somebody that had, you know, a beautiful wife and two beautiful children and everything was looking up to now I'm now I'm at rock bottom. And um, I found myself I was I was laying on the floor in my apartment and uh, my wife uh, had, had basically packed up and taken pretty much everything. But they left uh, the Bible I was given when I was confirmed on a shelf hmm. in a uh, one of the closets, and uh, at that time it was probably I think it was the first time in maybe two or three years I actually I picked up the Bible I started reading it and I got down on my knees and I prayed and I you now I basically confessed to God I said God you know I don't I, I persecuted you I've um, I don't deserve a second chance I don't deserve your grace and your mercy but that's what I'm asking for and if you give me a second chance. If you give me a second chance with you, if you give me a second chance with my wife and with my kids, I will spend the rest of my life making it up to you. Hmm. Um, and that was really, that was a turning point for me of, uh, of coming back to the faith and then really, you know, starting this, what I call the legacy dad's journey of me figuring out how to be, uh, you know, a, a good, uh, husband and father at yeah. that point. Man, that is, that's an amazing testimony and praise God. That's so good. Do, um, yeah. you know, I say, so I would say some, like I said, some guys, some guys are, uh, can take a subtle hint and it took, God took a two by four to hit me upside <laughs> the head to get, to get me to come around. But you know, he, he's got his own tools. He, his spirit works in different ways. Yeah, so. absolutely. You know, I mentored our church many years back. Um, he was talking about, you know, so oftentimes we see guys in their late twenties, early to mid thirties, like the wheels kind of fall off the bus for them or, you know, the cracks begin to show. And, you know, there's this, just this aspect of, you know, a calamity happens for us, for God to really get our attention. You know, what would you say to dads right now that, okay, maybe the calamity hasn't come or, you know, there's say lights going off on their dashboard, so to speak of some warning signals, you know, how, what would you say to dads right now of what to do in that process to, to, you know, maybe <laughs> come back now. Don't let it take the two by four moment, for instance. Yeah. You know, I think, uh, if, if I could go back, you know, and if I could talk to my, myself back then, I think, you know, first and foremost, you know, getting into God's word and getting into scripture, I think, you know, uh, God has given us everything we need to be good husbands and fathers. It's just up to us to, to dig into his word and to trust in that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, you know, 
all too often we'll, we'll go and we'll try to find, you know, outside reason. We think there's something, there's gotta be something better on the bestseller list. that's going to, you know, give me, give, give me, a, give me some tools or something yeah. I don't have. And, but, but I do, I honestly believe, um, you know, if I, if I, when you're feeling that doubt, um, getting back into God's word and, and, and that reassurance, uh, of God's grace and God's mercy and that God is going to, you know, walk with us and get us through that. Yeah. And then, you know, the second thing, and I think it's, it's something I've tried to do with legacy dads and I wish I would have had it, but having, you know, men in our lives who can, um, mentor us and, and hold us accountable. And I think, I think it goes true. You, you know, you want to have those, those older men who have walked kind of, uh, you know, before you and they've gone through some of these things and they can, they can kind of speak into your life and, and, uh, you know, um, talk about how they got through those things. And then also mm-hmm. just peers, you know, uh, uh, brothers in Christ who can, who can relate to you and just, you know, you can have an honest conversation with, I think, you know, that's what I, I would say, you know, I, I did a, we did a podcast one time, you know, about men, we, we like to be the lone ranger. Right. And when we're in that, yeah, when we're in that crisis, it's like, I'm going to, I'm going to retreat and I'm just going to be, you know, this lone ranger off by myself. But I think that's truly, I mean, that's the, that's the time when we really, we need to go to God and we need to go to other Christian men and just mm-hmm. say, Hey, I'm, I'm struggling. God, I'm struggling. Guys, I'm struggling. Just please, you know, I need some help right now. Yeah. And and that takes a lot. I mean, that takes a lot for men to admit that and it's yeah, not, it you know, that's, that's not our, that's not our culture, but yeah. you know, that's honestly what I think we need to do. Yeah. That's that's great advice. That's so right on. It, it seems, you know, there's so much dad stuff uh, more and more so out there that um, as I just observation on my end, perhaps is, you know, it seems like we're trying to be so formulaic and everybody's journey is obviously, you know, different. So, you know, that being said, like, how has that worked as you've, you know, done legacy dads, you know, kind of walk us through maybe the evolution of legacy dads, so to speak, and, and how it's led to podcasts and, you know, how you all are, are you and Dante are ministering to, to other dads and, you know, what does that look like from a, a balancing act of, look, there are some underlying principles that are going to be universal for us across the board for our faith and, you know, some of the things you were just talking about even, um, but also, you know, things that are just going to be up to each guy. Yeah, I think, you know, Legacy Dads, it it started back in 2005 and um, it was really, it wasn't meant to be a ministry or a movement or, or nothing like it is today. It was really just my personal struggle with figuring out how to be a good husband and father. And mm-hmm. you know, like I said, I, you know, I grew up without a father. I really didn't have a frame of reference. I didn't have a father in my life. And, you know, what I did and in, in my journey was, you know, exactly what I said just not to do is basically I went to the bookstore and, you know, I started grabbing every best-selling book on, okay, let me figure this out. Let me figure out how to be a good parent or let me figure out how to be a good husband. And yeah, uh, just started to, you know, devouring all these books, Christian books, secular books. And, and what I found was a lot of them, uh, contradicted each other. So, you know, one book would say, Hey, do it this way. The other book would say, do it that way. And 
Um, even within the Christian circles, it was kind of like, you know, everybody had their own opinion on how to do it. And then the other issue I ran into was you had a lot of people who were um, academics or, you know, no offense to them. They were, they were, they were dads at the time, but they hadn't gone through the whole journey yet. Hmm. And so a lot of it was just kind of, here's what I think, but you know, I've got a bunch of, you know, I got a three and a four year old at home, so I don't really know how this is going to work out, but I'm guessing this is the best way to do it. Um, and so that kind of led me on this journey of, of let's, you know, let me try to figure this out. Let me go back to God's, you know, God's word for us. Let's go back to biblical truth and what did God instruct us to do as husbands and fathers. And, um, I really, as I started getting into God's word and just getting into, and I, I will say that too, there's, there's some, some excellent books out there that really, uh, based on biblical principles and try to interpret that, uh, for guys. Um, but there wasn't a, a lot back then. I mean, this is back, you know, the resources we have today are, it's, I'm, I thank God that there are so many resources for men and dads today because back in 2005, there was, I mean, there was no, there was no Christian dad podcast to be heard yeah. of. Um, and there was maybe a handful of books. I'm talking, you know, five or 10 books at best that were specifically written, you know, for the, for a Christian dad. Um, so the resources just weren't out there. Um, and, and so I just started kind of digging into God's word and looking at different things. And as God started revealing things to me, I, you know, I, I felt this, this kind of pull on my heart that, you know, uh, God was kind of saying like, Hey, Lance, there's, there's other guys out there who are searching for this exact same, exact same thing. Mm. Um, you really, you really need to start sharing this, mm-hmm. um, with other men. And, um, I would love to tell you I was obedient, but I was <laughs> for probably six, <laughs> six or seven months. I was just, I was like, Hey God, you got the wrong guy. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, go, yeah, Hey, that, that guy next door, he is, such a better model, you know, Christian husband and father, you know, that guy's probably the guy you want. So, uh, very, very resistant to this idea that, you know, to go out and then not only to share, but to share authentically, you know, like you're talking about what my, me in the trenches and all the ugliness, all the, the, the hurt, the things I did in my marriage, the things I did when I was an atheist, the things I did to my children, Mm -hmm. um, to, to share all that. it, It was a, it was a big step forward. Um, but I finally got to the point where I was saying, okay, God, you know, this is back when, when the, uh, blogs were kind of the new thing. Right. And, and so I told, I was like, this was me, you know, in my mind, I'm, I'm, uh, negotiating with God, like, like I had any control, but, uh, I was like, so, so here's what I'm going to do, God, I'll start this blog and I'll just kind of, you know, start writing some of the things, my thoughts and, and my experiences and some of the things that I'm learning from, from your word and some of the books I'm reading. And, and that's what it started out as is just me kind of journaling and blogging about, you know, here's, here's where I'm at in life and here's the struggles I'm having and Mm -hmm. here's what I'm, you know, God's revealing to me. And then, uh, that led to, um, actually, you know, it started getting some traction and, you know, I was like, okay, nobody's going to read this who, you know, I'm just, I'm putting this out there. Uh, for, for whatever. And then, you know, pretty soon it's like, you got, okay, 10 guys are reading and then a hundred guys and a thousand guys. And, um, you know, you, you start gaining traction and it's like, wow, I, I can't believe people are actually interested in this. <laughs> um, and then, uh, I started getting teamed up. I had some, uh, some, some big name Christian ministries actually reach out to me and, and say, Hey, do you know, you want to partner up together? And, um, 
you know, we can, we can help you with resources and we can provide some mentorship and things like that. And so, uh, I was very lucky to get, you know, some, some mentors, um, in my life at that time that really, you know, walked with me and helped me understand things, um, and put things in a better context. And, and that's, and then it's, it's really evolved. Um, you know, I was on the speaking circuit for a while. I did, you know, speaking for two, uh, Christian ministries and, uh, we did conferences and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you, you know, this too, Aaron, I mean, it's like you're, you got a full-time job and then you're a, you're a husband and a father. Yeah. Um, and we're not, we're not full-time ministry, you know, in ministry full-time. And so it's, uh, it, it you kind of have to figure out, okay, where do my priorities lie? And so, yeah. um, you know, we, we kind of evolved into this, you know, bivocational part-time ministry and, um, Dante came on board and just, you know, Dante's just a, you know, <laughs> it really brought a, a, a theology that I, I didn't have at the time and, and just a different world. You know, he's, he's like a lot like you, you know, he works in the business world and, um, you know, different stage of life than I was in and, yeah. and, uh, bring to really brought a different aspect to it. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's just kind of, you know, I, I look at it as this isn't my ministry. It's not Dante's it's God's ministry and totally. God can, he, he continues to kind of evolve it and use it into way he sees fit to reach, to reach husbands and, and men and fathers. So. Yeah, that's, that's great. And, and even just for our listeners too, like I, I was just, I had lunch, um, a couple of weeks ago with, with a kind of a new acquaintance, new friend. And, um, we were having lunch and he was just like, how's, you know, what's going on? You know? And I like, I gave him both barrels. Like we were, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I don't know if you and Dante have experienced this, but you know, when you start stepping into, uh, following what God's, uh, leading you to do, you're going to experience some spiritual attack. And that week we just, oh, yeah. we had Absolutely. quite a bit that week. And I just like, yeah, I feel bad for the guy kind of unloaded on him. Just here's the junk, you know, of the week. And we got about midway through the conversation and he was just like, man, thanks for being so honest. Thanks for giving me the good, the bad, and the ugly. He was like, it's, it's actually really freeing. And I think just as I hear your story, as well as obviously what God has done through your story and, you know, the last decade plus of legacy dads, like, um, there's real freedom and breakthrough that can be provided to others in sharing your story, you know, whether, whether you have a, a blog, whether you have a podcast or whether you're just having lunch with a colleague or a friend, like, um, the, it, it works in all those arenas of, you know, God wants to, in a sense, bring freedom for the captives. And so just part of sharing yes, your story yes. and working through that, he can totally do that. So just encouragement. One, thank you for Thank you to you and also encouragement to our listeners that it, it, it's a, it works on the one-on-one level. Yes, it absolutely does. Absolutely yeah. does. You touched on it before, you know, advice you give yourself back when you were younger. Um, but, you know, dads in your season of life or about to be in your season of life or maybe have older kids in the house, I mean, that's probably the freshest on your mind as well. You know, what, what kind of... Uh, uh, pearls of wisdom would you, would you give us and give our listeners who might find themselves in that stage of life? Yeah. You know, I think, um, the one thing I would, I would tell everybody is, is, you know, treasure every moment you get with your kids because, uh, it does, you know, you, I sound like an old man now, but you say it, it does, it goes really, it, it goes really fast. And I was, I was at a conference one time and I was talking about how, you know, there was, there was times when my daughters want, my daughter wanted me to, to get down on the floor and play with, you know, my little ponies with her. And I was too busy, 
And, you know, I, I was, I was being, you know, totally honest. I said, you know, my daughter's older now. She doesn't, I, I lost that chance. She doesn't play with my little ponies anymore. And now, um, you know, I, I lost that opportunity because I was too busy. Um, so just, you know, I'd say that treasure every moment and take every opportunity to connect with your kids. Hmm. Um, you know, be silly and spontaneous. Uh, I'm a, I'm a kind of a, you know, I'm a serious guy and, uh, I've got to remember sometimes that, you know, it's, it's fine to be, especially with our kids, be silly. Sometimes just be, you know, be spontaneous, go and splurge, do something out of the ordinary. Um, because I think those are some of the most memorable time, you know, memorable times your kids will have, um, when they grow up. And then, you know, I would say too, just one of the things I really looked at was, you know, when, when we got our kids involved in the church and in youth groups and stuff like that, um, I was, you know, I think my wife and I, we were so, we were just concerned with our kids having fun and wanting to belong, mm-hmm. uh, to a, to another group of Christian kids. And I think, but we, what we sacrificed was, you know, really just solid biblical theology and biblical principles. Hmm. And so I would, I would tell, you know, listeners out there that, you know, it's fine to have fun and it's fine to, you know, belong, but make sure they're getting the meat, uh, of, of our, of the faith as well. Um, and if it's, if it's not coming from, you know, the youth group or the ministries they're involved in, then make sure you're doing that at home as a family, make sure they're getting that solid theology, um, and it's not just all, you know, fun and games type of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and I would say too, you know, uh, you know, the, wherever you're at, these are kind of, I'll give you a couple areas that, you know, just, uh, it's kind of become a mantra for legacy dads. But, um, I think, you know, in the early years, if you've got younger ones at home, um, that's your time to really build a solid foundation uh, that's where you focus on things like character traits and just unconditional love yeah. and building a, a home environment where your kids just feel secure yeah. and um, they feel welcome and they feel like, you know, I can be honest and I can be vulnerable here because um, once they get older and once they get into those teenage years, that's when they're they're just naturally going to uh, pull away from mom and dad and it's going to be more about friends but if you develop that that solid foundation when they're young, it's going to stay with them when they get into those teenage years. And I, I don't know how many times like our home over the years has already has always been kind of this gracious home where everybody could be honest and vulnerable and we're not going to judge. And we've had so many kids over the years just talk with me and my wife in ways that they said they would never talk to their own parents. Wow. And and to me, that was sad. It was kind of like, why mm. you should be able to have these conversations with your parents. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, you know, when, if you develop that early on and you, you find, you know, find, find your kids love language, uh, find ways to connect with them. Um, you know, that's, that's gonna, if you lay that foundation, that's gonna make the teenage years and the college years and everything else. It makes it so much more easy when you get there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you lay, if you, you know, it's, it's, it's just like, you know, you, you, you lay your foundation on rock, not sand, and it's going to make it a, a lot easier uh, when you get into those uh, times where it's a little bit harder. So Yeah, that's great. I remember, I think you all did a podcast, I think early on maybe, but you all talked about um, this idea of sticky faith as well. Um, yeah. And, you know, you know living, living out your faith before your kids is one of the most impactful things uh, when they... It's not just theoretical when they see dad living it out or they see mom living it out, that kind of thing as well. 
Yeah, I, I honestly believe, you know, and that's that's one of the things you, uh, I think if things are caught, not taught, you know, and that's exactly what you're saying is they're going to our kids are going to do what they see us do. If they, if they see us, you know, um, you know, getting into God's word, if they see us getting uh, we're in prayer or when we when we have struggles in life, we go to God in prayer or we go to, um, you know, godly men and women for uh, advice and wisdom and discernment. Uh, you know, it is it's it's modeling the faith to them. And they're either they're either going to catch that or, you know, if we're not modeling that at home, then they're probably not going to get that. Well, Lance, um, I, one, again, just thank you so much for your time here. Um, two things, you know, before we go. Uh, one, just remind our listeners, tell them how uh, they can connect with you, with Legacy Dads, with, with you and Dante. Yeah, so we're on, uh, we're, we're on a LegacyDads.org. Um, and then we've also got our, you know, podcast, which is legacy dads. It's on, uh, you know, same thing as dad in the trenches here, iTunes and Spotify and all those different channels. Um, and then we're also, um, we're on social media, not, we, we've got a Twitter account, but Twitter's just gotten so divisive. I'm not, we're not really on there anymore. It's <laughs> like, we're mostly on it, you know, Instagram and, uh, and Facebook, uh-huh. uh, and at the same thing you can, you know, if you just do a search for legacy dads, you'll find us on, uh, Instagram and Facebook as well. And then we also, we've got a closed Facebook group where we try to, um, you know, get guys talking a little bit more about some of the issues and some of the podcasts we do. So, yeah. uh, that's, that's always available for guys to get in and have a little bit more private discussions in there. So, yeah, that's great. Um, and so last thing, would, would you just take a minute and, uh, pray for our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Heavenly father, we thank you so much for this time. Uh, God, I thank you for, uh, men like Aaron and just, um, you know, the, the platforms that you've given us, God, just to reach other men and husbands and fathers. And God, we're all just, you know, wanting to glorify you, Lord, and to, to be, you know, um, men that are honoring to you and men that are, uh, strong husbands and, and fathers that model. And God, we would just ask that you walk with us, God, you would, um, just have your spirit be with us every single day, God, to help us um, to to be the men you've called us to be, to be the husbands you've called us to be, to be the fathers you've called us to be, God. Um, God, we would just ask that uh, every single listener that is that is hearing this today, God, that uh, they would just draw closer to you, Lord, um, that they would uh, realize that they have everything they need with you, God, uh, they can do all things through you who give them strength, Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, just to, to grab on tight to you, God, to get into your word. And, um, that, that will be sufficient to get them through this, uh, this journey and this calling that you place upon their hearts. Mm-hmm. We ask this all in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Lance, again, thank you so much for joining us here on dad, in the trenches. God bless. Thanks so much, Aaron. It's great being on here. Guys, we'll talk to you on the next podcast. Thanks for listening. For more content and resources, check out the website at dadinthetrenches.com or on social media at Dad in the Trenches. And be sure and click on subscribe to stay up to date with new podcasts. Walk out the heroic fatherhood you were called to live.